0: Welcome to Sunday Night D- Podcast. You know we can talk trash. You wait, wait, we could fall back. Welcome to Sunday D- the Podcast, the podcast. Welcome to Sunday Night. D- what's going on you fucking bush leaguers and welcome to episode number 58 of sunday league the podcast now in my research of number 58 jonathan bond is the only ball player significance who wore number 58 he is choker of bryce harper with a 23.3 war and 368 career saves shout out to jonathan papal number 58 my name is boski and i am your favorite professional sunday leaguer and i am going solo tonight yes it is uh sunday june 27th and uh yeah been busy doing a lot Going solo because uh, my co-hosts, Lil Ruben DH, also busy. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on in their lives and plenty to deal with on their plate, of course. But to go around the horn is just me, of course. Like I mentioned, uh I'm drinking cranberry vodka. So shout out to that, you know, can't go wrong. Uh, Yeah, man. So lots to talk about throughout this week. So much has happened since our last recording, which was episode 57. But... I mean, let's just jump right into it, right? Uh, we could go ahead and talk about our, our fantasy league, the World Pod Classic. So, since last week, uh, not much has changed in the standings. So, in the Beer League, SoCal Angels Pod sitting at the top seven and two. Real Talk Baseball six and five, tied with View from the Bleachers also at six and five. Sacramento Bream Mags Dugout five four and two, take a pitch at six and five as well. But for whatever reason, they are at the bottom of that. And uh, beers on the bench in sixth place, followed up by, is it 7.05 yet? No, it is 11.11 11 p.m. And to round out the beer league, it is the one and only Sunday League, the podcast. Yeah, we got a lot of ground to make up, so hopefully we can do that. And in the Bush League, box Eat banter, badass Billy Ballas in at the top. At 9 and 2, Combridge, Bridge, 8 2 and 1, a half game back. Pesky Pole Podcast 6-3-2. The Deep Fryer, 5-5, five, five, and 1, 3.5 games back. Team Blue Jays today, or also known as Team Blue Jays yesterday. Sitting at 4-7, tied with a 3-0 take at 4-7 as well. And sitting at the bottom, the Yips Podcast, 2-7 and 2. And at the bottom of the barrel, the steel podcast. Yeah, there's a uh, three teams tied up at the bottom. Not fun uh, in this world pod classic, of course. But you know it's competitive. It seems like, and hopefully, you know suddenly the podcast can make a nice little comeback. Comeback. But um, in a previous episode, little Ruben and I, we kind of got a. We have talked about, you know, uh, Corey Seager and Freddie Freeman. You know, it was kind of like a debate that we had during um, our World Pod Classic draft, of course. And we were trying to figure out, well, who should we draft first? Well, I got a question for you guys. What is the best ability? It is availability, of course. Corey Seager, he has been on the disabled list for quite some time, and he has in 169 plate appearances, appearances, scored 20 runs, got 39 hits with four home runs, 22 RBIs with a 265 batting average, 361 OBP, slugging 422, putting him at an OPS of 783 in comparison to Freddie Freeman with 334 plate appearances, of course, he's had more opportunity to, you know, provide fantasy points, of course, with forty-eight runs, uh, 72 hits, 17 home runs, 43 RBIs with a batting average of 254, on base percentage 362, slugging 468 with an OPS of eight thirty one. So I will say that as of right now, uh, shout out to Freddie Freeman for being available. And no shout-out to Corey Seager for being unavailable, of course. Now, uh, it seems like the World Pod Classic, the DMs in the Instagram account or whatever, it's become a bit of a sports book. Now, uh, I myself, I'm constantly accepting bets with over-unders, and I constantly lose, of course. And uh, I always lose to uh, Daniel from the All Angels podcast. Shout-out to Daniel. Now, he has asked me, well, I wanted to pay him of course. I was sitting at like like fifteen or twenty bucks or something. And you know, I hit him up. I said, Hey old man, you got Apple Bay And he said, Yeah, I do. But instead he asked me to donate the money that I owed him to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. So if you want some more info on that, uh you can hit me up and I can shoot it to you. Or you can go to the tyler skaggs That is tyler skaggs to make a donation. So that's what I ended up doing. Uh, so, you know, proud of that. Shout out to me for donating. So, uh, get a shout out. So, you know, go ahead and donate. We'll shout you out. But yeah, in fantasy ball, uh, back to that, you know, I'm part of about like maybe three or four leagues myself. And I played Lil Rube a couple times, whooped his ass two weeks in a row in different leagues of course. But uh I mean, hey, it is what it is. I'm I'm not surprised obviously. Now in uh with Sunday ball, just want to show show all the Sunday leagues out there some love. The Fontana Baseball League, you know, it, it's up and running. So shout out to everybody that's playing in that, to the Upland Mets, the uh the Black Sox, the Southern California Reds, and you know, if you know, I'm missing missing anybody, uh Hit me up and I'll shout you out in that. Uh, but uh, our our boy Razor, Razor Ramon, uh, we've been doing a players vlog on him on the old YouTube, so you could check that out in the link below in the description of this episode. Uh, he on Father's Day, uh, he invited he invited us out, but of course you know I couldn't make it because I had to go to work, and Lil Rube couldn't do it because he's doing his thing. Uh, but DH was able to make it out. So, you know, I'm not sure how that went because I wasn't there, but, you know, maybe in the future we can get a bit of an update, but they did record a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of at-bats, so be on the lookout for that. Now, uh, let's move along into a quick pitch. This is going to be a bit of a quicker episode this week. Now, uh, there has been a lot that has happened throughout the week, but uh, we're going to go through what, I mean, it's kind of a, it's a bit of a Bosky's buffet, of course. Now just want to give a quick a quick mention to uh something that kinda happened through uh, over the week. Uh you know, some sad news of course. Don't wanna always start off with that, but uh a player by the name a college player by the name of Sang Ho Baik. Uh he recently uh passed away, unfortunately, to he was uh, getting Tommy John surgery. And, uh, you know, for, he passed away due to some complications and, you know, it's unfortunate. He, uh, he was a pitcher at George Mason university and, you know, he just died suddenly from complications from t- uh, Tommy John and, uh, he was only 20 years old. So, uh, condolences out to his family and, you know, his, all his friends and family, you know, it's a, a, a an unfortunate event, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, it, it's hard to put into words what, or it's hard to find the words really to, you know, what to say to, you know, make this situation any better. But again, uh, condolences out to their friends and family, uh, of, uh, of saying whole bake, you know, and, uh, hopefully, you know, their family finds peace in, in, uh, this tragic event. Um, on to the next item, uh, our boy, Jesse Chavez. He's uh, back in the show with Atlanta. Yeah, earlier this week he uh, he did make an appearance, and he was victim of the uh, the new umpires checking the pitchers for uh, any kind of foreign substance. But uh, we can get into that a little bit later. Yu Darvish, now uh, the first pitcher in Major League history to get record f- uh, fifteen hundred strikeouts in under two hundred games. So, shout out to that. Uh, Aaron Nola ties Tom Seaver with 10 consecutive strikeouts. Tom Seaver set this record in 1970. And earlier this week, Aaron Nola tied that. So, it's been a while. Uh, Another strikeout uh, record. Max Scherzer is the 19th pitcher in history to reach 2,900 strikeouts. It's safe to say that by the end of the season... Uh, seems like he's going to get that 3000 strikeout. So yeah, that's uh Mad Max, you know. We'll talk about him a little bit more uh, later on in the episode. Wander Franco, MLB's number one prospect. He uh, made his debut his debut earlier this week against the Boston Red Sox. And I must say uh, I, I personally like what I saw and uh he hit a three-run jack to tie the game and but a couple of fun facts about him he is the first player to be born in 2001 so shout out to you if you feel old yet and uh he does wear number five and he wears number five because of albert pujols now albert pujols made his debut in 2001 the same year that wander franco was born so hey what do I know, right, (laughs) it's pretty interesting to see that these two, you know, these two players are still in the league, um, maybe they'll get to play against each other, hopefully sooner than later, well, only time will tell, uh, now moving along, uh, Pete Alonso has entered his name into the home run derby to defend his crown that he won in, uh, I want to say 2019, and, uh, he will be going up against uh, Shohei Otani, so there's one more name that has been entered into the Derby, of course, and that is Trey Mancini. So we have three out of eight spots filled in for the Home Run Derby, and unfortunately, uh, Vladdy Jr. is out, and Tatis Jr. is out, and those are the two uh, two top guys right now in the league in the league to uh, you know lead the league in homers. Another fun fact about Vladdy. Uh, Vladdy and his daddy, they both have hit 50 career home runs in 258 games. Uh, thanks to the, the old Instagram, uh, was able to come across this fun, little fun fact. Now, hey, I mean, it's funny how the baseball gods work, right? 50 home runs in 258 games for for, I mean, father and son. That's pretty cool man especially during the week right after Father's Day, right? Uh moving along the Red Sox, my Red Sox. Uh, they we almost threw on Thursday a, a couple days ago. Almost threw a combined no-hitter Nick Pavetta was dealing. And uh he was pulled, I would say maybe a little early but he he was reaching that he had just passed maybe that 100 pitch threshold and uh, uh that combined no-hitter was blown in the 8th by Dawinson Hernandez. He um, he didn't seem too happy about himself. And the Red Sox a- actually ended up losing this game. Which, uh, shit, I'm not even sure if they actually lost that game or not. But it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, the no-hitter was blown. And, uh, Yeah. No fun. But you know what is fun? That there was a combined no-hitter completed late the next day. Uh, the Cubs threw a combined no-hitter against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And this was a a, a four-pitcher effort uh, Start off by Zach Davies. Uh, I want to say he went about six innings. And it was closed out by uh, none other than C- Craig Kimbrell. Now, in his interview after the game, Craig Kimbrell he uh he said that he realized he didn't know that it was uh that they were you know about to close out a no-hitter so maybe he him not knowing that was to the benefit of the cubs and to the benefit of the you know having the combined no-hitter because he had no idea what was going on he, so it was less it wasn't extra pressure on you know that he would could have put on himself uh another shout out to Adrian Beltre he's going to be inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame. Uh Adrian Beltre, one of the best third basemen of all time. Uh, he's uh he was recently in the news the in the baseball news where uh Ryan M Spader, Ryan Master Spader, he <laughs> he um he did name Adrian Beltre in uh, some of the, the the old unconfirmed cheating scandals. Another player being inducted into a team's Hall of Fame is Dustin Pedroia. That's right. Uh, number 15, the, one of the best second basemen of all time. Uh, grinded out every play, every pitch, every at-bat. He will be inducted into the Red Sox Hall of Fame. in uh, Starting, I, I want to say, for the class of 2022. He's going to, I guess they're waiving his three-year wait period for that. So that, you know, good stuff. You know, hard work, hard work and dedication will will get you, you know, things like that. On to the next item in uh, Polsky's Buffet. Giants versus the Angels earlier this week. So the Giants had a DH. And the Angels had no DH in an American League game. It's funny, baseball is a strange sport, right? Now the DH for the Giants was uh, Corey Dickerson. And uh, of course, the the pitcher hitter for the for the Los Angeles Angels of California, Anaheim, California, uh, none other than Shohei, of course. Uh, hey man, like I said, uh, baseball is a strange sport. Now speaking of angels, I did come across a fun little nugget earlier in the, in the day. Shout out to MLB Memes on Instagram. Uh, Mike Trout has the most WAR since two thousand and three. And he has a war of 78. But what's ironic is that his rookie season was in 2012. <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, just kind of shows to the quality of production that Mike Trout has put up in uh, his career. Yeah, unfortunately he is on the disabled list. And he looks like he's going to be back until after the All-Star break. And he is voted in. To uh, the finalists for the All-Stars Which is kind of weird how the, all the voting has been going on with all that But we'll get into that in, in just a little bit Now on to uh, uh, I wish I had Betty Buttons with me But baseball's uh, TMZ Which we're going to call BMZ for today Now I want to start off by saying That the baseball gods are real Yes, I believe in the baseball gods They're They are in fact real and I'm going to tell you why I'm just going to give you a little example of <laughs> to to ch- kind of support my uh my belief now on May 17th 2021 there was a a home run that was hit off of a position player by by the name of uh Williams Astudio, also known as La Tortuga now your me mercedes hit a controversial home run On a 3-0 count and a blowout off of him. And uh, it was a huge topic of discussion throughout all the podcasts, throughout all of baseball media. And um, I did a little digging. Yeah, because I'm petty like that, right? So, from opening day up until May 17th, Yairi Mercedes, he hit Fourteen extra base hits, which included six home runs, and excuse me, and uh, he had twenty five RBIs. Batted three sixty four, with an on base percentage of uh, four ten, slugging five seventy four, putting him at an OPS of nine eighty four, uh, with twenty three strikeouts in a thirty six game span. Now, after May seventeenth. He played in 30, he has uh, up until today, which is, uh, what did I say earlier, June 27th, Sunday night, Uh, he has played in 31 games, he has three extra base hits, which includes one home run, 12 RBIs, and he is currently batting 273, 326. Sorry, uh, on base percentage of 326 slugging 408 putting his OPS at 733 with the same amount of strikeouts at 23 now that is a huge fall off in my opinion uh it's to me it's no coincidence that (laughs) he's fallen off significantly uh since May 17th the the baseball gods have, um, unfortunately cast their spell on, on on him, and again, uh, like I said before, it is a question of character, uh, what he ended up doing. Now, of course, all that kind of died down maybe a week later, and mean Mercedes, who supposedly was carrying this team, well, he's not carrying them anymore, you know, uh, unfortunately for him, but, uh, have you guys, (laughs) moving along, have, uh, have you guys heard of Cam Soda? No, I didn't think so. (laughs) Now, let me tell you about Cam Soda. Uh, Cam Soda is an adult entertainment webcam platform, uh, that has reportedly offered a hundred thousand dollars to six MLB pitchers in hopes that they will undo their belts and drop their pants on a one-hour-long show. Uh, now, uh, there was a letter written to God knows who. This is per John Boy Media, but the letter states, Hi, this is from Cam Soda Communications, by the way, to the the receiver. <laughs> the receiver. Hi, I want you to reach out following the Magic Mike performances last night by Washington Nationals pitcher Max Scherzer and Oakland Athletics pitcher Sergio Romo while getting checked for foreign substances by MLB umpires. In response, CamSoda, a leading adult entertainment webcam platform, has issued a $100,000 offer to the following MLB pitchers, Max Scherzer, Sergio Romo, Jacob deGrom, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, Zach Wheeler and you Darvish to drop trow and undo their belts during a one hour long X-rated webcam show. They go on to provide a a link to their offer letter. Um first of all, uh I'm pretty sure that that these that these pitchers uh they wipe their ass with a hundred thousand dollars. Um, (laughs) it's just funny, man, like this fucking world that we're living in, uh, but shout out to Cam Soda for having the balls to, uh, you know, (laughs) actually send out that letter. Um, (laughs) I mean, if there's any ladies listening, uh, is that something that you'd want to see? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) It's just funny. Uh, but, uh moving along now there's some asshole out there by the name of Aiden yes Aiden on twitter <laughs> he has a blue check mark no idea who Aiden is but he posed a question what is the least skillful popular sport i was thinking it had to be baseball question mark <sighs> clearly Aiden has no fucking clue what she's talking about. Um, I mean, just reading some of the comments in this Instagram post. (laughs) Have you ever tried hitting a round ball that size coming at you at 100 miles an hour with a thin bat object and the ball has movement? Uh, (laughs) Aiden must have never been in a batter's box. I think this is probably the worst take I have ever seen. (laughs) Obviously, Aiden is not a popular guy in the baseball world. So um, just to describe Aiden and his picture. He looks like a fat fuck and he's taking a picture with a dog. Uh, You can find this post on Baseball Authority on the old IG. Uh, If you can't tell, I get all my shit from the old Instagram, my old BMZ. Um, Yeah, check that out. So he's taking a picture with a dog um, and he looks like a fat piece of shit. So shout out to Aiden uh, with a check mark on Twitter. Uh, Ben Zobrist. He he is in the news now. Ben Zobrist, <laughs> he uh, says his wife had an affair with with their pastor, and he's uh, suing him for millions. So Ben Zobrist is suing for compensatory and punitive damages in response to missing part of the 2019 baseball season. He accuses he accuses his pastor um, of defrauding his charity foundation. He is seeking $6 million in damages. Well, I uh, uh, could be wrong, but to my knowledge, pastors don't have sex, but maybe those are priests. I'm not a religious man myself, so um, I don't know. Yeah, you guys can fact check me on all that. Uh Question, did you listeners all see the Padres fan that flipped off the Dodger fan after that sweep earlier in the week? Um, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of Dodgers fans out there that deserve uh, the middle finger in their fucking face, but um, hey, don't come crying to me. Right, you know, I'm in a good mood because my Red Sox did sweep the Yankees, so I'm I'm part of the sweep crowd. Yeah, we're actually six zero against the Yankees this year, so so far, so far. You know, maybe I'll bite my tongue later. Uh, but uh, yeah, shout out for sweeps. Now, uh, speaking of the Yankees. Manny Ramirez was caught wearing a Yankees hat. You could find that on Instagram. Uh, not fun. Yeah, I actually saw this shit, and I was like, uh, what's going on here? Uh, I saw it on the post of uh, the baseballer. So, yeah, Manny Ramirez was spotted with a Yankees hat, and it uh, looks like he's uh, probably like on an airplane or like at a restaurant or something. So, yeah, but to my knowledge, uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, Manny Ramirez, his – Favorite team growing up was the New York Yankees, so I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give them too much shit about that. Uh, anyways, so uh, there's this uh, ball mutter machine out there that uh, that the MLB is thinking about using. I guess it applies the same exact substances to every baseball, and it'll change the color of the ball if uh, banned substances are on it. Well, I don't know this this thing. There's a picture out there. If you can find it, it it looks like a big glass with all this shit in it. It does not look like a ball mutter machine. But yeah, go go ahead and go look for that. Now, to round out uh, our uh, BMZ for the week, Tony Kemp, I want to say that he provided uh, the quote of the year. So, uh, Sean Murphy, his teammate, Hit a home run for the Oakland A's. And uh, in the dugout, our boy, well, not our boy, but uh, Tony Kemp, he uh, he was high-fiving everybody in the dugout. And his quote was, that ball was absolutely fucking blasted. Uh, yeah, we need more of that. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, MLB likes to censor their stuff, unfortunately. But uh, there is <laughs> another... <laughs> quote of the year out there in my opinion i in my opinion this is the quote of the year this quote is from a uh, dr ruth uh, westheimer she also has a blue check mark uh, on the uh, the old tweeter uh she says foreign substances may not be allowed in baseball but in the bedroom some added lubrication might be just the thing needed to improve your sex life play ball Uh, fun quote, but this is where it gets interesting. So in her response to, uh, you know, all the reaction that she got from, from her quote, uh, she says, wow, I got some reaction from my followers about my baseball tweet yesterday. Almost 750,000 impressions. It seems baseball fans are also fans of sex. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, we like to use our bat and balls. (laughs) That's right So shout out to Dr. Ruth Westheimer She's uh, clearly she's older than dirt But um, before we move on to uh, the going zone In the week of Major League Baseball uh, I'm going to do a cup check And I will be right back And that is your quote of the year nomination of course because um, there's plenty of baseball to be played as we approach the um the halfway point of the major league season with the all-star game coming up now let's go over uh baseball's uh mlb standings and we're also going to talk about <laughs> the power rankings because they're already out on sunday night so we'll go over the standings first. We'll start at the uh, we'll start with the best team in baseball. The San Francisco Giants are at the top of the, Na- of the National League West at 15-27. Uh, followed by the Los Angeles Dodgers, 47-31, San Diego sitting in third place, forty seven 47-33, Colorado and Arizona rounding out the bottom of the barrel. Uh, National League Central. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers 45 and 33 Three games up of the Chicago Cubs At 42 and 36 The Cincinnati Reds have been playing um, A little bit better But not too much because they're 3 and 7 In their last 10 They're playing 500 ball at 38 and 38 The St. Louis Cardinals Had fallen off drastically 37 and 41 Pittsburgh Pirates 29 and 47 The National League East The New York Mets are uh, Still at the top at 14-33, but uh, making a nice little run, the Washington, Na- the Washington Nationals in their last 10 are seven and three, but they're sitting at 37 and 38. They're under 500, but in second place, uh, they're gonna It make- looks like they're making a run for it because uh, Kyle Schwarber is just all he does is hit fucking tanks right now in the leadoff spot. Uh, sitting in third place are is the Atlanta Braves at 37 and 40 followed by the Philadelphia Phillies at 36 and 39 and the Miami Marlins at 33 and 44. Uh it's funny because they have a plus 17 run differential, the New York Mets have a plus 19 run differential. So uh I mean the it's clear it's clear that the uh the Marlins are are very pesky. So they can easily make a run. They have a talented squad. It just seems like they're very inconsistent. Uh, let's move on to the American League. Uh, start off with AL West. The Houston Astros are at 48-30, and 30, followed by the f- uh, Oakland A's at 47-33. and 33. Seattle Mariners, 41-38. and 38. They're playing a lot better ball. They're 7-3 in their last 10. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, California in Orange County. 37 and 40, they're 10 and a half back of the Houston Astros. At the bottom of the barrel, the Texas Rangers are 30 and 48. Moving on to the American League Central, the Chicago White Sox 45 and 32, Cleveland Indians 41 and 33. They're doing a lot better than I thought. Uh, the Detroit Tigers 34 and 44, they're 12 back. Uh, also, twelve back is the Kansas City Royals and the Minnesota Twins, both with a record of thirty-three and forty-three. Uh, On to the AL East, my division, my favorite division, of course, the Boston Red Sox. My Boston Red Sox are sitting at the top of the division, a half game up of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Boston is at forty-seven and thirty-one. The Rays are forty-seven and thirty-two. Uh, followed by the Toronto Blue Jays at 40 and 36, the Yankees in fourth place, 40 and 37, and seems like what is now the worst team in the American League, the Baltimore Orioles are 24 and 54, but they're not as bad as the Arizona Diamondbacks, so, uh, yeah, shout out to the Orioles for not being the worst team in uh, baseball and not making the American League East look as bad as they do. Um, I did mention that I wanted to go over the, the power rankings real quick. We can just go, uh, we can talk about the top 10. Uh, the power rankings and the last three weeks, the Giants are the best team in baseball uh and you know number one number two the houston astros uh they're good man they're good and both teams are orange they they rock the orange so you know shout out to orange uh get your vitamin c <laughs> the dodgers 13 third best team in baseball right now according to the power rankings power rankings the power rankings the tampa bay rays are the fourth best team uh for they were at in the 6th hole In the 6th spot last week But now they are number 4 The San Diego Padres Were previously in the 8th spot Now they are They are the 5th best Power ranked team In the MLB uh, To round out the top 10 uh, Number 6 The Boston Red Sox Number 7 The Chicago White Sox Number 8 uh, Oakland A's Number 9 The Milwaukee Brewers And number 10 The New York Mets But uh, just looking at the rest of this, the New York Yankees are 13th. For some reason, uh, we can move them down. They're probably playing the same quality of baseball as maybe like the the Cardinals or the the Marlins, and they're sitting in like 2022. Uh, so yeah, sometimes you know I wonder about these uh, power rankings, and honestly, I'm not really sure how they uh, come up with this stuff. But uh, I mean, hey it is what it is. Uh, the San Francisco Giants—they've been consistently at the top of the of the entire league, so you know it's well deserved. The Houston Astros—they they smash just about every pitch they see, and uh the Dodgers, of course, as as expected. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, as expected, the Padres, as as expected, but uh, you know of course uh. uh Nice little surprise with the Red Sox, uh, 10 in 6. Uh, they're going to hang around for all season, so look out for them. And everybody else in the top 10 because, you know, the Mets are playing a lot better ball. The Brewers fell off a little bit. The A's are consistently pesky. So, you know, I expect these power rankings, these power rankings to change uh, in the near future. You know, some teams are just going to hop over others and, you know, all that good stuff. But uh, the All-Star game is right around the corner and today they finally rounded out the uh all-star starter finalists now it seems like uh, in the the last few years uh i don't typically vote you know i don't take the time to make my all-star selections and all-star votes or whatever but um i mean it, it seems like it seems like there's a like a flawed voting system going on so we're gonna go over the uh we'll start off with the american league this time Uh, with the 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 All-Star Starter Finalists for the American League. Uh, First base, uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., uh, Yuli Gurriel, and Jose Abreu. Uh, Second base, Marcus Simeon at the top, uh, followed by uh, Jose Altuve and DJ LeMayhew. Third base, no surprise here. Uh, Big scoops, Rafi Devers, uh, followed by Alex Bregman, who is on the disabled list right now. Followed by Joan uh, Moncada for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, for shortstop, Xander Bogarts. No surprise there. That is the best sh- shortstop in baseball. Somebody might want to fight me for that, but uh, it's arguable, of course. Uh, Bo Bichette for the Blue Jays. Uh, another solid shortstop. And Carlos Correa uh, looks like he's in the third spot there. And third finalist. Uh, behind the plate, uh, Salvador, P- Salvador Perez. Uh, Followed by Martin Maldonado and Yasmani Grandal. The American League DH, of course, it is uh, Shohei Ohtani. And then followed by uh, DJ. (laughs) Somebody slapped me. JD Martinez and uh, (laughs) Um, Jordan Alvarez for the Houston Astros for the the DH uh, spots. Now, uh, I would imagine that Ohtani is going to, I don't know how they're going to do it. I would imagine he's going to pitch and hit in the all-star game because he's also going to participate in the home run derby. So, I mean, unless they just only allow him to do the home run derby and then he'll just pitch in the all-star game. We'll see. Only time will tell. But, uh, I mean, I don't know that, 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 that's, that's a nice little conundrum that, uh, we could talk about it another time, you know, in a couple of weeks when the all-star game comes around. Now, uh, for the American league outfield is where I personally have a bit of a, it seems like everybody has a bit of an issue with, uh, Mike Trout and Byron Buxton being the top three finalists for, uh, for the outfield, because both of those guys are, on, are on the disabled list or shall I say the injured list? I apologize. Not really, but uh Mike Trout, Aaron judge, and Byron Buxton are the, are the top three vote vote getters in the outfield, uh, followed by, uh, Michael Brantley, uh, have Odalis Garcia, Teoscar Hernandez, Cedric Mullins, he should be in the top three, uh, Alex Verdugo, and uh, Randall Gritchick for the Toronto Blue Jays, so for me, it would have to be Aaron Judge, Michael Brantley, and probably Cedric Mullins, the top three, uh, the vote getters for for the outfield, and it's only because you know Mike Trout and Byron Buxton. Of course, if they were healthy, they would definitely be the top three. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, you know we don't get to see the, some of the best ball players in the outfield. And uh, yeah, so like I said, mentioned earlier, the the All Star voting is a bit flawed. You know, it's it's widely known that it's a bit of a popularity contest. But hey, it is what it is. And uh, if you don't like it, you can vote for other players. Now, moving on to the National League. At first base, Max Muncy at the top, followed by Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo. Second base, Ozzy Albies, Adam Frazier, and Gavin Lux. Now, I have a problem with Gavin Lux being there. Uh, give me uh, Jake Cronenworth. He deserves to be in the All-Star Game. Uh, Chris Bryant, for uh, third base, Chris Bryant, Nolan Arenado and Justin Turner for the Dodgers. Uh, No no problem there. At shortstop, Fernando Tatis Jr. No surprise there. It's not shocking. Followed by uh, Javier Baez and Brandon Crawford of the San Francisco Giants. At catcher, another giant, Buster Posey. Uh, Hey you know shout out to the old guys also uh, yadi molina and wilson contreras and um dh spot for the national league is non-existent because uh that's just the way the rules are set up for the national league but they should have one and uh the thing that i'm looking at has a picture of jacob de on there so he would probably be your national league starter now in the outfield, um, I mean no uh, no problems here in my opinion. Uh, you got Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Nicholas Castellanos, and Jesse Winker, top three vote getters, and uh, the rest of uh, to round out the finalists, Mookie Betts, uh, Taylor. I would imagine that's Chris Taylor, uh, Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Jock Peterson, and Yaz yeah, Mike. Yastrzemski to round out the um, all-star starter starter finalists now um, I believe they're going to have like a starters reveal show or something like that uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be on ESPN or on MLB network so look out for that uh, I'm not really a fan of the, the little spectacle but to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be walking out onto like a stage or anything like that. That would be weird. Uh, but uh, you know what is weird is these uh, All Star jerseys. Um, uh, not a fan. They're they're strange. They're very strange. All right. So originally, the All Star game was supposed to be in Atlanta. Now the Atlanta Braves. They have a color combination of, like, white, dark blue, and red. And uh, these All-Star jerseys have a little bit of, well, a little bit, like the majority of the damn jerseys are uh, white, dark blue, and red. So the National League, we're going to dissect these a little bit. So the National League has, uh, they have the white jersey, and on... On the left chest, uh, they have like the, uh, for example, like the Padres, they have a SDP for San Diego Padres. And then they have the old, uh, the old San Diego logo on there and it's on a white Jersey and this white Jersey has like a flag on the left sleeve. Of course, the, the Nike on the upper right chest, but it has like a trim kind of on the neck, like on the inside of the neck and then on the on the sleeves there's like a like a hawaiian trim so for the national league it's like a like a blue trim and it has like like hawaiian leaves on it it's weird like where did we get this hawaiian shit from hawaii's over there in the ocean and it it's frustrating to look at um and then it looks like I don't. These look like polo shirts, or with two, and they're they're also two button pullover jerseys. And supposedly they're gonna wear these in the game, and they're bad. Like they're getting like some crappy backlash. These jerseys suck. They're not. They're they're just throw them in the trash. If I ever saw this at Marshalls for five dollars, I would throw this shit on the floor and I'd step on it, and then I'd kick it under the rack so nobody could buy it, because these jerseys are dog shit. Um, so I just described to you the white Jersey. Now the dark blue Jersey is going to be the American league side. So the one I'm currently looking at, and they're all the same, but, uh, the one I'm looking at, it has a, it's the same layout. Only it has a, it has a dark blue, uh, the dark blue body or whatever. And then it has the letters, uh, for example, the, the Tampa, Tampa Bay rays, it has TBR on the left chest with the, the, the Tampa Bay logo over it uh and then the the little hawaiian part it's like a like a light brown maybe like a yellow brown i don't know it's just it's the same shit it it looks like a ralph lauren polo shirt it's pretty shitty whoever designed these at nike should they should be fired Uh, i don't know i think the person who approved this should be fired not the person who designed it of course um now because the game was moved to uh, Colorado <laughs> the hat it's um, it's interesting to say the least. So the hat is it looks like it's on a dark blue base and then for example, right here I'm looking at the uh, the Colorado Rockies hat. Uh, it has their, their their regular logo like the CR and it's in like white and red. So that, to me, that kind of implies Atlanta Braves, you know, on the, what seems to be like the dark blue base hat. And then they put like a purple and white star around it and it looks really bad. Like, and it has the all-star game patch on the side, of course. And it's, it's pretty shitty. It's lazy. It just looks really lazy. So (laughs) these, I'm curious what everybody else thinks about all this. Uh, Send us, send us your opinions to uh, Sunday League Podcast on the old Instagram and, Uh, Let us know what you think about these crappy ass uniforms. So, I mean, I mean, the Hawaiian theme on the sleeves, like that trim or whatever, it's pretty shitty. I'm not a fan of it. And uh, I just want to know where the Hawaiian theme came from. Why? Why is that there? Just get it out of here. Well, enough about the crappy ass, shitty ass All-Star jerseys. I'm not looking forward to those at all. Uh, bring back some older styles. Uh, bring <laughs> Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity there. They could have had some cutoff jerseys. It would have been sick. Uh, because to my understanding, there is no more cutoff jerseys in, in the MLB. Uh, you're going you're to have to fact check me on that. But it was the first week of the uh, anti-substance abuse. <laughs> so the umpires have been checking uh all the pictures for you know uh, the sticky stuff and the first one to be checked was Jacob grom uh it was er- early in the day on Monday he was the first one to be checked and uh i mean he was just like whatever dude like check out my shit and um <clears throat> there was you know a couple other guys that uh had a bit of an issue with all this uh Sergio Romo he pretty much just threw his shit on the floor dropped his pants and uh I mean, look, there, there, there's a level of respect that you got to give the umpires. Like, it's not like they're the ones that are implementing these rules. You know, they're strictly there to enforce them. Like they're the baseball police, right? Like there's people out there that don't like the regular police. Um, whether that's you or not, that's, that's your business. I, I really don't care. But, uh, the umpires are going to get the shit, the shitty end of the stick. And, uh, you know, they're going to be the bad guys no matter what. And all they're doing is just enforcing the rules that have been, they've been asked to enforce the rules that have been put in place for such a long time. All that bullshit we've talked about already. Uh, fucking Freddy Peralta. He had his glove confiscated because, uh, I read that it was too light. What the hell does that even mean? Um, Max Scherzer, that was a fucking spectacle. He, uh, he was checked what, three times? Uh, in the game that he pitched in earlier in the week he uh I guess he was checked and then uh he was a little bit upset about it because you know he's probably just caught up in the heat of the game or whatever and then later on he got checked again and there was a third time that he was checked now this third time he was checked it was initiated by the Phillies manager Joe Girardi and uh, I guess it's something along the lines of he was that Max Scherzer was going going to his hair a lot. Um I don't know. I didn't watch the game. But uh I would imagine, you know, most pitchers are trying to adjust their hair and adjust their hat. So it's it's just like a it's a tick. pitchers have ticks. Pitchers are weird. If you know any pitchers, like you're gonna ball players in general are fucking weird. So of course, you know that he's gonna have his ticks and Max Sure's a damn psychopath. Uh, he's even crazier with his uh two different colored eyes. I don't know what that's called. But uh there's there's a scientific term for people with like their pupils or each pupil is a different color, but um yeah Max Scherzer he did have uh, a couple things to say you know regarding all of this and I mean there was a plenty of people that sounded off of course but um I mean what Max Scherzer said was that these are Manfred Manfred rules go ask him what he wants to do about this I've said enough. And this was after being checked three times for illegal substances. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, he also had a quote. And uh, I could play that for you uh, right here. I I will say this. I say, you know how Girardi checked Scherzer or called him out? I think there should be a punishment Mm -hmm. if they don't catch anything on the guy. Because... I think the Scherzer, you know, he's one of the best pitchers of our generation, and um, to see him get checked and I think it was first and third situation or guys on base and mess up his rhythm. I think he ended up getting out of it, but you better you better find something if you're going to call him out like that. So um, maybe there should be like a punishment if a manager checks a guy. I, I will say. So uh, yeah, I mean that that's something that sounds it's like it's been like a common theme that there should be like some kind of like it should be. Kind of tied into the challenges that that are, are allowed uh, per game, and so uh, uh, I mean I'm kind of in agreement with Kershaw on this. It's um, it's just one of those things, man. Like uh, there's a there's there, there's a, a line that you, you shouldn't cross, you know. And whether he was uh, Joe Girardi was trying to get Max Scherzer to uh, you know just throw him off his game or whatever. Uh, he probably did, you know uh, Again, I didn't watch the game But um, It's Max Scherzer, and you gotta do what you gotta do To try to win the game, right? But, again, th- there's just It's like it, It's like one of those unwritten rules that like you don't really know it's there uh, So, you know Shame on you, Joe Girardi But, um uh, Eric Sim The old Juco Bandit also sounded off What's up, each runnies. MLB's a fucking joke right now. <laughs> hey, what, what they expect? Expect. Mac drops his hat. Like, what are we doing? This whole thing should have be been enforced this offseason to give players enough time to adjust instead of forcing in mid-fucking-season. Second, pace of play. I thought we were trying to speed up the game. Not- so, yeah. Shout-out to Erickson for uh, sounding off. Um... Yeah, what is MLB doing? <laughs> you know, we've all uh we've all kind of sounded off on that and given our opinions and, you know, our recent episodes and all that. But um did uh, Trevor Bauer do anything to my knowledge? He did nothing because he was too busy getting lit up by the San Diego Padres, the Daddies. They were his daddy. I think they want they hit like maybe th- three to four home runs. I I, I want to say it was three. You're going to have to fact check me on that. But, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy because even uh, there's a knuckleballer for the Baltimore Oreos. He even got checked for substance. It's, it's like he's a knuckleballer. Uh, he doesn't need spin. It's a knuckleball. It's like his RPM is like half. <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, but today, as a matter of fact, uh, leave it to the Mariners. Uh, there's a pitcher. He did. Uh, He was ejected for supposedly having some substance, uh, some sticky stuff on his glove. Uh, Hector Santiago was kicked out of the game today. Uh, uh, we'll see how this story develops. But it seems like uh, maybe he was going to his wrist. Like there was like a scene that there was a clip where the umpire was going going to his hand, explaining to the manager of the Mariners. Uh, what he may have seen or whatever. And, uh, so he was kind of going to the wrist. So I'm assuming he was talking about like the bullfrog and rosin, sunscreen rosin combo or whatever. And maybe he got on the glove. Uh, I don't know, but uh, like I said, we'll see how this story develops, but they did confiscate his glove. They ejected him from the game and, uh, the umpire took the glove to some random dude that was in the stands. He, He was like a tier two uh employee that's what it said on his badge and uh whatever the hell that means so they took the H- Hector Santiago's glove and they put it in a bag and what's gonna happen to this I don't know I would imagine that they're gonna check the glove for whatever substance they found on the glove they're gonna see what it is try to figure it out and uh they're gonna go from there uh I would imagine the suspension will be coming soon. Now, to my understanding, the suspensions are going to be uh, around ten games. It's going to be ten games, but I mean, I would imagine it might be less if uh, whatever they found on the glove—if it's not anything—then uh, then what happens? You know, uh, like I said, only we'll see where the story goes, see how it develops. Oh, excuse me. And uh, we'll get back to it, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, like we said, like I said earlier, uh, MLB should uh, make the inspections part uh, part of the challenges. You know, if it's going to come from the dugout, you know, it would be cool cool to see that. But uh, that's about all I got for this episode. You know, like I said, went solo, uh, but to close it out uh, with the All Star game right around the corner. Uh, I did have a question for you fucking Bush leaders. Uh, who do you want to see in the home run derby? Uh, anyone in particular? Uh, I know that, like I said earlier, it was, uh, confirmed Trey Mancini, Shohei Otani, and, uh, shit. I don't remember who the other guy was. But, um, oh, Pete Alonso to defend his, uh, his crown. But, uh, I do have my little little uh derby draft to for lack of a better term of course uh seems like it's a popular thing among amongst some podcasts out there so um for me uh I wanna see dudes that just have violent swings in the box you know uh or just like dudes that look hitterish or just... anyway so so I'm just gonna give you my guys so uh of course, big scoops raffy devers uh he's 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 wild he's got insane power as well uh cody bellinger he's another one just got a like a big daddy hack uh javier baez he swings out of his shoes and he's got some pop uh Jordan alvarez dude that guy's a moose so <laughs> i would imagine he, he probably has the best chance to hit it out of a course field uh, another guy not one of my favorite players out there but uh rowdy teyes put him in the derby i'm sure he would put on a show he's give him put, put a red sox pitcher up there he's gonna hit it out um uh framel reyes another moose uh he's huge of course he, he wouldn't be able to participate but uh because he's on the on the disabled list right now but that's a big man he will hit big flies and uh, two guys, my last two guys are, are kind of interesting. Uh, I want to see Dan Vogel back in the derby. Uh, it'd be really interesting just to see what he can do to a baseball in course Field. I'm sure the home run derby balls are juiced. Um, So, yeah, like I said, it's a big man. And he's going to hit some big flies as well. And uh, uh, my last participant for my derby draft is... Uh, williams astudio la tortuga or bartolo jr depending on how you see it um i think he'd be fun to watch he'd be probably super insanely electric electric in the home run derby i don't know he's just got he's got that that charisma i don't know what it is i don't know, don't know what it is about him but uh yeah let's see let's see that guy in the home run derby and uh, of course uh some honorable mentions uh traditional guys you know would have been great to see uh, uh Tatís Jr in there. Vladdy Jr, he would have been electric of course. Seen him in, in the uh, 2019 Home Run Derby. Probably my favorite watch, of course. Uh I don't know, I, my my wife and I we had a great time just watching watching him mash baseballs uh, in in the 2019 All-Star game. It, I want to say it was in Cleveland. Uh fact check me on that. Uh probably some recency bias. Uh, would it be cool to see Kyle Schwarber in there. Uh, another guy. I just think he just destroys baseballs. And but again, probably some uh, recency bias there. But how poetic would it be to see Nolan Arenado come into Colorado and just win the home run derby? The ovation he would get just walking into the damn batter's box. Uh, he's going. That, well, that's going to happen in the game, of course but imagine him winning the home run derby there uh, after the whole fiasco that uh happened in Colorado, you know, earlier this off season. But uh other than that, that's about all I got and uh hey, stay tuned uh till next week for episode 59. Who the hell wears number 59? I have no idea, but if you do, let me know. Hit me up with that uh with that uh number or whatever. Uh, let me know who wore, who has worn number 59 but uh go like some shit on the old IG go check out some vlogs there's a new vlog for uh, for the Razor. the razors edge uh, vlog number 2 go check that out on the youtube uh yeah go check out soxy time haven't up- uploaded anything to that I've been you know been a little busy but uh you know had to make the time for this today cuz the show must go on and uh that's about it man that that's that's all I got for you guys this uh, this week. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have a little Rube back on and uh, DH, of course. Uh, looking forward to uh, recording again with these guys. And uh, again, you know, check out. Oh, go buy something on the on the store. Go buy it. Go buy a T shirt, man. Uh, links in the description. Sunday League uh, We got a playlist on the, the old Spotify. And go check out Monday's Hangout. My boys, uh, Jonathan. And the captain, Ruben, uh, uh, podcast, Monday's Hangout. Check it out. It's Dubasherous. So if you're sensitive, don't listen to it. Uh, All right. Well, hope you motherfuckers got your five bucks. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.